Hi, this is Nancy Mealing. Hi, this is Sandy Noble. We are from the Friends of Lake Forest Library. And you're listening to the Lake Forest Podcast. Welcome to the Lake Forest Podcast, the podcast about the lovely city of Lake Forest, featuring topics like local news, sports, music, people, and food. My name is Pete, and I'm with my co-host, Scoo Walker. Scoo, how you doing? Good, Pete. How are you this afternoon? Oh, I wish I was only I wish I was only as good as your haircut. I'm telling you. Hey, we got a we got a show spot. We we got a show sponsor, Scoo. Guess who? Who's that? Dakota Insurance Group. Why? Because that's what friends are for. Dakota Insurance Group can handle all your residential and commercial insurance needs and long-term care, right, Scoo? Absolutely, and life insurance. And life insurance. Jeez Louise. Got it all. Just everything. Cover you like a bad suit. (laughs) Visit dakotainsurancegroup.com. We'll edit that out in post. Okay. One of the things we like to do here at the Lake Forest Podcast is a clue in our listeners on local goodness going on in town. And next week, the Friends of the Lake Forest Library have their annual book sale. Scoo, I hear that's a big deal. It's a real big deal. Absolutely. Well, it's a good thing we're joined today by some of our friends, longtime chairs of the sale, Nancy Mealing and Sandy Noble. Hey, thanks for coming on the show, ladies. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. We're Welcome. we're delighted to talk to you. Oh, yeah, it's good to see you guys again. We were at the uh, sauna that you call the uh, Lake Forest uh, <laughs> Library Basement. Well, I think they're working on the air conditioning. Oh. And the ceiling. Yeah. Well, I think they got to work a little bit harder because uh, that there was a puddle underneath my chair. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that. I, 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 I was hot. I it was that. hot. <laughs> so, Nancy and Sandy, please tell us about your backgrounds. Where are you from? Live, family. 45 years you've been doing Friends at Lake Forest Library, huh? The friends have been doing 45 years. The two of us have been doing about 20. But 45, who started the friends? Small group of people that love the library. And I know Elaine Hughes was involved at uh, Elaine and Bill Hughes and some other people who are probably no longer with us. And they, they said, wow, if we collect some of the discarded books from the library, because the library is always discarding some books, and right. upgrading the, the the collection. Maybe we could sell these uh, and they put a little and make some money. They put a little tent in the parking lot across from the library and they made $1,500 or something like that. And they were so, they, they were so tickled and they did that for a couple of years. And then it moved into like the lobby of the library and then it got bigger and bigger and went into the market square in the central part there and was there until market square went under re- renovation. And when they, redid it, it was, uh, the trees were planted where their, the tent had been. It had, the tent could only be so tall, so big. So they put it temporarily in West Park and the tent got bigger and bigger and bigger. And the police said, this is so much better. There's, you know, we're not disrupting traffic. We don't have trucks going through Market Square. There's more parking. So we were there for years and years until the big rainstorm came. And then there was a new head of the rec center who came and said, why are you having a park? Why are you having a book sale in the park in the rain? Why aren't you in my gymnasium? We said, oh, we'd love to be in your gymnasium. Thank you. And that was it. And so we've been in there ever since. 
Yeah, it's been great. Now, how did you both start? You said 20 years. It's been around 45. School's been around 57 years. I've only been in Lake Forest three, getting on four years. Okay. So I'm, you know, I'm trying to learn as fast as I can. 20 years. How did you ladies start? Well, I started first probably because uh, we moved here at 87. My boys were involved in scouting Troop 48. And one of the scoutmasters was Alan Champ. And he said, Hey, Nancy, I, I'm, I'm with the Friends of Lake Forest Library. I think you might like it. Said, what are you talking about? I had no <laughs> idea. And But I'd seen the tent and the sale and actually stood in line one day. And they said, oh, no, no, it's a, it's a member day. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's a sale. I had no idea. So he said he got me involved and I started volunteering at the sale. And it was just so much fun. They hooked me up with Sarah Kuchar and I became her co-chair like within a year. And uh, the rest is history. And then Sandy got recruited. Uh, we all got recruited by somebody. That was it. Right, right, and right, right. Sarah right. Kuchar recruited me. She <laughs> was a soprano in my church choir with me. And she said, you really would like to do the book sale. And I said, what? Now, we came here from Connecticut uh, by way of California first in 74. And I wasn't familiar with it at that point and had raising four kids. And Sarah said, you got to love this. So I came into the book sale and spent almost the whole book sale doing stuff in and out of a truck. And then when it was pretty much over, Al Champ came back and said, you want to be one of the chairmen, don't you, with my friend Nancy Mealing? And I said, who's Nancy Mealing? And I said, oh, sure, why not? And here we are. And we we figured we'd be there a couple of years, which was the tradition. And then people, you'll do it again, won't you? You'll do it again, won't you? And so that's what's happened. Not so much they asked. We, we were having so much fun, we sort of <laughs> didn't give it up. <laughs> <laughs> to me, I mean, we actually became really, really, really good friends through this. Yeah, and it's, 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 been, it's been fabulous. I mean, it's more fun than you can possibly imagine. And Stu, it sounds more really more like the fun. Sopranos than a soprano. Uh, no. Best gig in town. Yeah, <laughs> they're making they're they're making offers you can't refuse, ladies. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Still being a Stu, where's the choir? First press. No. Scoo, what do you know about the uh, book sale? Uh, the, the book sale, we used to go all the time. I mean, it was kind of the, besides the art fair, was kind of the kickoff of the fall. Was, you know, I just remember being in West Park, and it was great. I wish it was, was back in West Park. But, uh, <laughs> You're one of those, huh? Okay. No, I love it either way. Everyone's nice nostalgic. walking outside and all Everyone's that. nostalgic for the tent. Yeah. yeah. Yep. They, well, they must have had a lot of comic books for sale. No, actually not. Not so much. Back then, uh -oh. uh, the people who did children's did not believe comics should go to children. And so they, any <laughs> other kind of children's book, it, you know, it, it depends upon who's on the board and yeah. what, you, you know, it, it ebbs and flows. Got it. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Now, last year, ugh. <laughs> oh, sad. Nothing. Co Nothing. Co COVID, that was so, I, maybe we should just forget it, but still, I mean. It's a little you, hard. That, that, that was brutal when people trying to figure out the COVID rules. You got you to keep a book isolated for a week or something. Uh, what was going days, on? Yeah. 14 days? Yeah. Educate well, we already, me, ladies. Okay, when COVID hit, that was March when everything got shut down, if you remember. We had yeah. been collecting, because we start collecting October 1st, traditionally, right after the sale. We take a couple weeks off to go in the, you know, take a little breath. And then um, we start collecting again because people don't 
donate so much in the in the in the, the winter. So it's you know, might as well take advantage of the fall weather. So we, we collect and it starts filling up the room again. We have a sorting room at the library and it takes about, uh, it takes weeks and months probably to fill the sorting room and then people start sorting. So anyway, what happened by the time we got to March of the COVID, we had already boxed 400 boxes of, of books and they were being stored. We also had full bookshelves ready to be sorted again because donations stopped. So when, September came and we weren't going to have a sale, there were all these shelves still waiting to be sorted. So they allowed us back in one, one or two at a time in the room, masked up, and people could sort their sections. So by the time we came to 2021, we had almost had a thousand boxes boxed ready for a sale whenever. So that was what we had coming into this year. Then we were able to do a little collection in December, a couple little spots in, in May, and then basically July 1st, we started collecting on the weekends, Saturday and Sunday, nine to 12. And we have pushed through uh, about 1200 boxes of books in that time. So we have, uh, I just did a tally. This is, and it's, uh, we have 2,500 boxes of books coming to the sale. Which is amazing. Yeah. And actually the interesting thing that people probably don't know is that in that, it's always tradition in that last two months before the sale, we collect almost half the books that we have for the book sale. It's just phenomenal what comes in in that last summer time. And so this year when, you know, we finally started collecting again, people, and in fact, it's interesting, people love the book sale so much that a lot of people knowing that we couldn't collect literally rent rented storage space to keep mm -hmm. their books, to give them as soon as we started being able to collect again. And it was really in quite a few families did that. They held off giving away their books until they knew they could give them to us, which is pretty nice because we get the most beautiful books and the most generous people in these several communities, you know, mostly Lake Forest and Lake Bluff, but some, some people come from Libertyville, some from um, Deerfield and give us, cause they know that our book sale is so special cause it's the second largest one in the whole Midwest. St. Louis is the only book sale that's larger than we are. Wow. And that's pretty extraordinary. What, what type of inventory are you gonna have this year? What specific genres, all that? We have, uh, okay, so <laughs> funny you should ask. I have 102 categories right here on my spreadsheet. Wow. And of those, there are sub uh, categories. Cause like I have, okay, for example, you have military history. Well, military can be divided in how many different wars, sure. correct? So 20, 30, 40, whatever. Uh, that's how, so that, those are my main categories, but then each sorter divides it up how, how they feel it should be divided and also how it will sell. If you want to go, you don't want to just look at a table of history. You want to be able to go in there and say, I, I'm, I'm interested in the Revolutionary War. Okay. And you can go right to it. Hmm. We also alphabetize and do so many sections and we try to make it so it's almost like a store. And it starts out that way. By Sunday, it's a little chopped up, <laughs> you know, but it's um, because we consolidate as we go along. But we have it. It's, you know, we have, you know, children's holiday, infant toddler board, jokes and riddles, nonfiction, children's one through four, five through eight, soft cover, all this all separated out. And it's like that at the sale. 
and everybody, it, it makes it so much easier to find. We, we used to have just a big section of art and then we like the doing with the history and the wars and that, separating them out for different categories, different styles of art, different periods. Mm -hmm. And so this is true through all the sections. And because of that, people can come in and say, oh, I'm looking for X. Yeah. And we can say, oh, it's right over there. And then also everything is individually priced, which is not mm -hmm. true of a lot of other book sales. Mm -hmm. And so we keep nominal fees, but we still, because we have such incredible quality, everything is sorted so that we have excellent quality, beautiful books. Mm -hmm. And what we can't use goes off to other charities. And so we make sure those things get moved to the next section. Uh, other places, sometimes we, we send things to school. Maybe for instance, if we get encyclopedias, we get too many, we'll keep a few, but we can't keep them all. So we'll get on the phone and say, hey, can you use an encyclopedia? Or is there some school or some other charity that can use some of the books? And we try to move those along to other charities as best we can during the course of the year, as well as after the sale. Now, all the money goes back to the library? Or how does that work? The money goes back to the friends. And the friends have uh, what's the tradition is, eventually it all ends up at the library. But there's been always a wish list every year. Like the wish list might be, we need something for programming or we need extra for the business room or we, we, we bought the first computers, but you know, things that weren't gonna come out of the taxpayers' uh, pockets. We restore the art. Anyway, whatever it is for that year. And it, usually over the last 15 years, it's, it's, it's averaged you know, somewhere between 75 and $100,000 requests. And then the friends choose which ones they, you know, if it's carpeting, we might say, you know, that's not, that's not, we're not into carpeting, but we really think restoring the Autobahns is a good idea. Okay, we pick up that. We've been able to choose, but a lot of it's gone to programming over the years. It's, but it's always kind of fun because, yeah. because basically we end up doing a lot of the work. And so it's always been tradition that we get to choose how the money gets used. Yes, it goes to the library. And even at one point they came and said, you know, we have some window problems. <laughs> And would you be interested in helping? Said absolutely, because we wanted to make sure that those windows were placed in the traditional um, manner that fit the library. And so that was one of the things, along with the Audubons and some other really nice things and a lot of technical things. But too. the windows weren't replaced, they were restored. They That's were right. going to be replaced under the normal budget. Yeah. But the friend said, you know what? Those are nice windows. We are going to restore them. And so we did. And basically yeah. 100 years old. So yeah. doing them, and that's the, the whole thing of keeping the tradition of the building um, true to that. And that's that's been really important to us to keep to keep that tradition of this remarkable building. I mean, it really is an amazing building. Your main fundraiser, or do you have other? It is. We've, uh, we've had offshoots of smaller sales over the years. We've had a, a what we consider a successful children's sale every year, traditionally in June. Last couple of years, a little different. It became a summer sale this year, and it was at the pop-up station, courtesy of the city. Thank you very much, Lake Forest. <laughs> uh, they were great to work with. Yeah. But that usually throws, we usually get, you know, like five to eight, nine thousand dollars there, which and then the, the book sale gets whatever it gets. We've tried cookbook sales and, you know, paperback sales, mystery, and, sales. mystery sales and holiday sales and stuff. And it's sort of much whatever anybody suggests that we feel is worthwhile, we'll go for it. But right now, pretty much we've been, it's, it's a book sale centered type of thing. And 
we, we started a couple of years ago, pre-COVID to review, you know, we weren't making as much, people weren't buying as much, but still, they were still buying a lot. We we're still wildly successful. Was the Kindle going to crash us? You know, all that, but it, it didn't. Book sales have been up. It's just getting people to come in and, and, and want, connecting people who want books with the high quality that we have. So that's our challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ladies keep coming up, the friends. We get a thousand people who move into the area a year. You know, they hear about the friends. I think you got to keep the, the, all the words in there because uh, the Sopranos, the friends, the hundred grand, you, you ladies are kind of intimidating. Come on. No, we're not. <laughs> but, and in fact, let me just say to you, one of the things that we've talked about was we say every year it's somewhere between 200 and 250 people who volunteer. But as Nancy was pointing out, some people who brought her in and some people who brought me in are not involved anymore. But what happens with some of them, they, they'll go off the board of the friends, but they'll still come back and they'll sort books and they'll price books mm-hmm. and they'll volunteer at the sale. So that number is, you know, probably a couple of thousand people who are over the years involved. And that's the thing that is astonishing. This is why when you mentioned the book sale and everybody was so depressed because we didn't have one last year, said, oh my gosh, is the book sale coming back? Oh my gosh, that's wonderful. So it, it is such a community event because so many people, so many hundreds of people have been involved over the year and they rotate and, you know, they're not always on the board. They're like 24 of us on the board, but that rotates too. People have been on, they're off, they might come back again, or at any rate, they'll come and join us and work at the sale or be sorting and pricing books and stuff. So it's a phenomenal event that is pretty darn extraordinary as far as a community is involved. It's what easy I, to volunteer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we could it, use some. Yeah. Are, are um, outside the book sale, do you guys sell books or what's left to people that can't get to the book sale? Is no. there a way to do that or no? At okay. the end of the book sale, uh, any, ch- any charity that wants it can have them. They have to be registered with us. They have to be a real charity. They have to right. submit a letter and say, we're coming, we're bringing a truck or we're coming and we're bringing a van and we have three people to help us. So, you know, we know that they're actually like Bernie's books comes, you know, almost every year. Right. And there have been other, uh, other friends groups sometimes mm-hmm. comes, but the bulk of it is taken away by the uh, defenders of McHenry County and they run a book sale after us. And then they are one, uh, one of the groups that was originally recyclers um, in the state of Illinois huge uh, group, they they take the bulk of it at, at the end. And so there's no selling of that at the end at all. Mm-hmm. It's We start fresh every year. It's mm-hmm. This is a fabulous, generous community. I, I was talking about- We have such a great sale, yeah. Yeah, I was talking more people that can't physically get there. If they can't physically purchase. get there, um, this is all we do. I mean, yeah. you can't, uh, there's there's restrictions on 501c3s as to far what you can do and how many sales you can have. Huh? And if you are on eBay, that's a, that's considered a sale. So there's, there's rules. I'm not current on them, but our treasurer assures us that having two sales a year is what we can do at this point. 
How many folks are you anticipating at the sale this weekend? Somewhere, usually um, between about 4,000 and 4,200 people come through the sale every year. And wow. it's interesting because wow. we get people from all around the area because it is such a large book sale. And it's very interesting. One of the interesting things that happened this year was our professor, Franz Schulz, passed away. And his you know, art history at the college and his boys donated all of his library to the book sale. Now it's an extraordinary library because he was an uh, expert in architecture, American art, he was a painter, he was a writer, also lots of other things involved. But it was very interesting. We literally have gotten a couple of phone calls hearing that, is it true that Franz Schill's library is going to be at your book sale? They're coming. Some guy is coming from Oregon to look at these books. Now, I mean, that's extraordinary. Be lining so up that's the kind of thing, because we're the second largest in the whole Midwest, the people who love books and many who are resellers, frankly, there are people who, you know, make a business of reselling books and they are, they come, boy, they line up right away first thing and they want to be there. And because we have this high, high quality and standard of what we bring into the sale, and of course, then, as Nancy pointed out, the best thing about it is, you know, that what we don't keep all goes to other charities. And that's remarkable, too, because it does. They don't just get dumped. They go out to other charities and other places that can use them. And that's a phenomenal thing, too, because it means the, the feelers go out beyond just the friends and, and Lake Forest. And that's a nice thing. Incredible. Now, Sandy, I, I saw you at the library meeting and that was the first meeting i've been to i'm just trying to get information in before i give opinions mm -hmm. kind of how this podcast started to uh help get me less dumb how much of a role do you guys play in the plans because if you're putting a hundred grand into the library i mean you you got to be pretty good friends so uh the audubon help me out are those the pictures in the Pictures of birds room. or okay. two different rooms. They and, the were, and the murals. We yeah. did we 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 redid the murals, you know, twenty they, years the ago. The Ottomans like were that. donated. The murals, of course, were there at the beginning of the library. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we were always interested in is if there was any need relative to the art or any of the donated things that we that was one of the choices of ways we hoped to use the money that we raised. And we've given over two and a half million dollars over the years. So it's not a small amount. No, and that's two and a half million that we're not paying for, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, so I, I get it. Not much gets by you, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting because the library is a unique one in a number of ways in that it was started by private families. And it is not, it is supported by tax dollars, but in fact, it is kind of managed by a private board that is, nominated by the caucus of Lake Forest, I think is how it works. Right. And so it's very, very unique. You won't find public libraries around that are managed in that manner or that then still are controlled by staff, you know, because tax dollars are really what's important. You look on your tax bill every year. And there's always a little piece that says Lake Forest Library. So what is the hubbub about with the library plans? It's number one, we got to find the blueprints, right? Oh, that was at the meeting. I didn't know that too. I heard that. Yeah. 
So we got to find a turn up somewhere. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I hope. I hope Art says yeah. they, they will. Yeah. The yeah, well, addition that with Art Miller, you're talking about the fact that they yeah. were having trouble finding the plans. Well, I picked up on that in the meeting. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. That, that that's not good. Yeah. No. Especially it's a library. You would think you would have you know copies, but <laughs> what? <laughs> well, as he pointed out, though, you go back to the original architects, and that's probably the secure place. But it was funny because I just listened to it and I thought the same thing that you said, wait, this is a library. That's what they're supposed to do is keep things that are uh, needed to be recorded. So that's sort of an interesting thing. So what is the other issue with the planning going on? You know, the public's pretty fired up about it. Keep in mind, social media, what actually happens, you see all the stuff on Facebook or whatever. And then you were in the meeting with me, it was 14 people. What do you think people are, are really passionate about on those plans? Spending money and how long is it going to take? How long is it going to last? That's what I got out of it. Yeah, pretty much. I think that there was a large contingent of, of the preservation group in this town, having been here since 87. That's, that's, a, that's a group that you should respect. Um, <laughs> it's the reason the awnings in town are all green. Have you ever noticed? And the, and the mm -hmm. signs are all white or gold. Mm -hmm. They're not, you know, there's, there's ordinances. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's what makes it, make it, makes it look pretty. I'll, I mean, this is a pretty amazing place, but I think that there's a lot in the library that needs work. There's, there's, there's issues with ventilation. Obviously you were in a pub, sitting in a puddle the other day <laughs> and the, yeah, the air conditioner was, there's lots of, lots of things. And if, and we are, we're in the back rooms too, and there's all sorts of spaces. It's like, you want to make sure that you modernize it, but at the same time, keep the charm and keep it. And, and that's the thing that's I think that's what people want. It's, um, it's a hundred year old building and it is so unique because of its history. And the reason that it was funded was three sisters who wanted to honor their brother who died young, who loved books. And so I think in this community, one of the things why we love it so much is that they have consistently kept a feeling and a capacity for a unique architecture that keeps it consistent. And I know that, for instance, I, I went back to school and went to Lake Forest College and they've added some buildings, but they've done a beautiful job at keeping a consistency in the structures that make the community really special. Because a lot of communities, all of a sudden you'll see some massive, crazy structure go up in the middle of a historic community and it doesn't quite fit. And I think people here, particularly preservation, the, the people involved in the History Museum and preservation have been so consistently strong about keeping that special feeling about Lake Forest and the architecture and all of that. And I think the city has done a really fine job um, monitoring that and making sure that people understand that that's part of this community. I mean, we've lived here since 74, but my gosh, that's like being a newbie. These families who've been there for a hundred years and all their consistent family going along, that's, that's amazing. There are not so many communities around that look like this one that have consistently kept this really nice feeling about the town. It's a challenge though. I mean, it's a huge challenge. Well, like no, Art Miller it. says, uh, Lake Forest uh, consists of uh, a bunch of people who know that they're right. <laughs> <laughs> we're not one of them. <laughs> no, we, 
Just wait till after the show. Corrected all of that. Pete, you're against the library. You're for the library. What are you doing? Oh boy! Oh, but hey, everybody loves the library. I have to say that everybody loves the library. It's a good thing. We really love the library, and and we love books, and we love the library, and that's why we've hung around for so long. Besides, we're really good friends, but. You know, people in this town really do love this library. And I was just talking to somebody today at school and it was a young teacher because I'm over subbing at Deerpath. She said, oh, are they going to have a sale? Oh, my kids just love it. They missed it last year. And I thought, you know, you hear this from people and they're, you know, because they knew I was involved and asked and I said, oh, yeah, we're very excited. It's going to be it's going to be a really terrific sale. We're doing the best we can. And. I mean, she was so thrilled and the teachers love it because we always give them a special quality because a lot of teachers supply the books for their rooms because they don't have enough budget. And so they come and they can buy books for their classrooms, but their own families just love this book sale. And I mean, that's, this town loves this book sale. You know, you can't even imagine how much, you know, people love it. 2.5 million worth. That carries a lot of weight, ladies. That's impressive. And a couple thousand volunteers. And a couple thousand. Yeah, a lot of good, a lot of goodwill. A lot of goodwill. A lot of goodwill. Very special. So we're going to try to get you some volunteers. We're trying to get you some book sales. (laughs) When is it? What's the date? Uh, September 16th through the 19th. The 16th is member uh, preview day, but it also members and volunteers. So if you volunteer... Even if you volunteer after the preview day, you will get a blue card that you can come in for the day one when everything is pristine and wonderful. For that, you get to pay 20% upcharge too. Mm-hmm. Lucky you. That's right. But first look, 20% upcharge. Mm-hmm. Be a member or be a volunteer, and you are there nine to four mm-hmm. on Thursday. Then public sale starts Friday, nine till eight. Saturday, nine till four. Teachers, 25% off with an ID and Sunday bargain day, nine till five, 50% off everything. Busy day. (laughs) So that's it. That's going to be, that's going to be your video. Yes. So so I have to ask this in all your years doing this and sorting through the books that you get, have you found any real valuable ones? Like, Oh, can't put this one through. This is very, Have you got one this year? Got one this year. I'm just gonna tell you about this year's because it's it, you know it can be yours, school if you want. So uh, donated. It's a limited edition. There were a hundred, uh, maybe a hundred. I think maybe a hundred from the Art Institute. Done in okay, top of my head. I'm sorry because I've been maybe 76 or something like that. And it's leather, and you open up the first page, and it's a you know dedicated whatever blah 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 picture of a Georgia O'Keeffe picture, and Georgia O'Keeffe has signed it. Yeah. And then there's another page and like, you got like six very famous artists have signed this book. Then there's other pictures in the back of this. And this was given to very special people at that very special time. And they are being sold on Abe and around the country from four to $8,000. And we have one that was given to us on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a book. Yeah. Enjoy your sale. So do, you, do you take bids from people or you just set no, the price? No, we don't. That's, we've discussed that now that they're going to put a price on it. And we hope it goes on the 20% update so that we get. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, we would not put four to $8,000. If we see a price, um, if you look up a price and it says, oh, this book is being sold for, let's say, $100, we would, we would probably put 10 on it. 
You see, mm-hmm. like a tenth, a lot less. So yeah. that that's going to go for a lot less. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, we hope that goes. There have been other ones in the past. Some, a lot of them are are collectors books. They're, uh, you know, they're older. There's somebody's. Yeah. There's a limited edition, but there's some, been some pretty special things. Wow. You know, over the years. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Sometimes the ones amazing. that surprise you are the ones that look like nothing. I I, I did uh, animals in nature for a few years. And there was a dog book in it. You know, it didn't look like much, you know, it's like how I trained my pointer or something like that. You know, it's like, and I was like, ah, you know, three bucks. And then I thought, you know, I'm going to look this up. And I looked it up and it was a limited edition, 250 books written, self-published by somebody, but it was the go-to book for that particular, whatever it was, the dog. Right. And it averaged, it was the, the lowest price I could find online was $250. <laughs> so I was looking at it, it's a dog book, you know? <laughs> so you don't know, sometimes it's the smallest thing. It looks so ordinary, like a comic. Well, if you collect comic books, you know, you know, yeah. you get the right one and they're worth a lot. But I can't get comic books at your place. That's what you're telling yeah, well, me. Well, we actually have some this yeah. year. School? See, now we moved into graphic novels. So, yeah. and, you know, so it's, it's a whole new... Wait, is that what you call it? Graphic novels? Well, the comic books are still comic books. But they're, they're all right, books. all right. They're, they're graphic books, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. School, you got anything else for Nancy and Sandy? No, I just think it's, it's a fabulous thing you guys are doing and have been doing. And it's, you know... It's not a, us. Original it's everybody. Ever it's a I huge team. Yeah. Huge, know, yeah, and we, you know, no matter what, people always talk about work, but we have more fun doing this than you can possibly even imagine. And so many really amazing memories and, and things. We've had an awful lot of fun being able to do this. So it's pretty special. But take take the credit because you guys are been doing it for so long and it's been successful because of you guys. <laughs> Join us for those late meals at the Lantern. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we don't want to go home and cook. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Scoo, the line to heaven just keeps getting longer and longer. We're going to be behind. We keep getting further and further away. <laughs> well, I hope you learned something about the friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nancy and Sandy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Oh, thank thank you. you for asking us. It's nice. Oh, to no problem. We'll, we'll put the links to the sale and everything in the podcast notes. And uh, we'll make sure our loyal listeners get, get educated just, just like I did. That's great. Thank you. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. See you at the sale. Oh, yeah. yes. Come and volunteer, you guys. We'll be wearing the aprons. <laughs> yeah, the green aprons. The green aprons. Yeah. Yeah. We, we promised we'll everybody. Our, well, we, we start doing stuff on Saturday and uh, get our trucks and start moving books out. Mm-hmm. And all that oh. kind of stuff that has to happen before the doors open. Well, Scoo and I promise everybody that comes on the show will be at their at their thing. And everybody keeps getting disappointed with us. <laughs> Not going to help. <laughs> I know you're going to come and buy books now. Of course, of course. On that 20% upcharge. Absolutely. Just make it's sure the only co- fair. It's worth it yes, to it get is. first look. Yes, it is. Yep. All right. I'm looking for that first Spider-Man. Thanks for listening to the Lake Forest Podcast. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and smash that like button on Facebook, Instagram, and follow us on Twitter. Let us know what you'd like to hear about in the upcoming shows. Again, I'm Pete, and I can be reached at Pete at LakeForestPodcast.com. The link will be in the podcast notes below. On behalf of my co-host, Scoo Walker, we thank you for listening. And if you really, really like us, 
subscribe to us on Patreon. For only $5, you can get a scoozy and be invited to our kegger parties. <laughs> Cue the band. Fight!